0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of W.I.L.K. staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WYLK.
2: Good
3: morning. Good morning. How
2: are you doing today?
3: Well, I mean, I'm okay. Just a little in the middle of um, sadness, as you know, but um, mm-hmm. we're doing okay. Okay. We um, are, uh, Lynn and I are taping our show, which we usually tape on Thursdays, as we always announce, and today we're taping on Wednesday, um, just because... Our good friend, Mr. Lucas, needed us to come in a day early. But we are, I am actually, we're not in the studio today. We're taping it over the phone because I actually am sitting in the conference room of Hospice of the Sacred Heart uh, um, inpatient unit in Dunmore because um, my mom and Cad and RN, who I speak so fondly of, is actually um, in room number one at hospice mm. here, which um is um a comfort and sadness all at the same time. Um she was she came in last night on Tuesday, the twenty seventh <clears throat> and we're taping on the twenty eighth. And um it's sort of weird, Lynn, because as I said, um <clears throat> we she's in room number one has a beautiful view and actually the view Lynn is appropriate for my mother because it's the view of the west the west mountain and the west side of the mountain yes um and uh it's just it's just unbelievable because, as you know, I, I've said before, my business is contracted to raise funds and do special events for Hospice of the Sacred Heart, and we've talked about them now for many years. Diane's been on, and it's, a, it's one thing to be able to do this and to believe in it before I ever had needed the services, and now my mom has been with hospice for a few months in home care and now we're in the unit and it's such a difference having experienced what goes on and how they do things um here in the unit Uh, not that it's any different when they come to your home but just the level you know everybody i walked in and everybody's hugging and kissing and can we do anything? and are you okay? and And I, of course, I feel a little special here because I'm <clears throat> so connected and close to these people. Um, <clears throat> but they're like that in general, as you know, Lynn from Uncle Tom being mm-hmm. here. Um, yep. it, it is truly a magical. Uh, beautiful spiritual place, um, and I just—I, it's a different situation, and uh, you know we we push this, and God knows I was supposed to tape earlier, and I just said to the my family in my room, I have to go and tape my show, and I just looked at him and I said because the show must go on, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. Has to. I mean that is, and we—that's what we talked about how things change so dramatically, and yet. My brother who runs a business, and my sister who runs a business, and I who run my own business, and we're all sitting there doing the things we need to do from afar to get businesses, you know, to keep your business moving. And yep. it's so bizarre that your, you know, life-changing, devastating emotion is right in front of you, and yet you have to be able to pick up the phone and. Do what else you have to do, and it's it's amazing how you, you can switch the human psyche can switch gears like that. Um, but it it has to be done, and my mother. Uh just, I, I told my brothers and sister because when I left her the night before, I was the last one to leave and she was, you know, talking, not very well. But I said, I just have to let you guys know that you guys both left and I was the last one to talk with mom. And I, I said, not to rub it in, but I want you to know she told me I was her favorite. <laughs> Now, they, and and Meyer said, Well, I don't think I heard her say that. I said, Well, I did, and I'm sticking with it. That is so funny because you've you've said so many times that you never felt that way. But it's good. It's good to have like it. That's why I said it.
2: (laughs) I love it. Yeah, well, most people don't know that, but that's what I'm saying. That's what's so funny
3: about it. It's not being disrespectful to say that, but it's funny. It's funny. It is. Funny. Oh, okay. God love her. She That's told good. me when I was leaving, she said to me, because <clears throat> she had so much swelling in her lower leg, she, <clears throat> you know, that was part of her problem. Yes. Um, with the cancer and she's so last night because her feet as of Monday night, everything, the um, the swelling in her lower extremities dissipated. And she said to me before I left, Laurie, bring tomorrow, bring my shoes because I have to go to the bank and to Boscov's. Yeah, that's what she had to do because she told me this week that she's going to have a conversation with Mr. Boscoff when she meets him and tell him (laughs) about his prices. And I said, what what do you mean his prices? Are you kidding? (laughs) Honest (laughs) to God. She said how good the prices were and how good his business was. And when I see him in heaven, I'm going to tell him that. That's what she told That's me. That's sweet. She that loved very... <laughs> Boscov's. She <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. That was her place to go. And I said, actually, it is a great store. It's the closest we'll ever come to the Globe store, don't you think?
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yep. I agree. It is. It's a very so, similar layout
3: anyways. and the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. But it's with the sad heart <laughs> I speak to you guys today. But, you know, it's, it's what we have to do. So, we Yeah. We we never know when, you know, when it's, when things will happen and we're all, all of us, my brother, my sister, my cousins, Meyer, we're all in the room and doing the best we can to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to just let her talk to her, let her know we're there. And this place, this, they're like angels on earth here taking care of her. They so. are. They <laughs> are
2: indeed. Amazing. Yes. I have to tell you something, you just reminded me of Boss Cops when I went to visit your mom the last, it was two weeks ago, I guess it was, um, she demanded that I go into the closet and, and pull out a red sweater that she purchased or had yes. someone, I think your cousin purchased it for her or whatever, yes. but she went on and on about the cost of it and how she saved this, this, and this, <laughs> and she thought it was a fabulous buy. And yeah. she was so excited about the fact that she got such a beautiful piece of clothing for so little money. And she mm. was just,
3: <laughs> it was, it was oh, so no. funny that she was so proud of that. It was just really an important thing. Oh, she yeah, right up, Right up to the end, she's worried about becoming, and I said to Barbara, I said, um, I'm going to keep on, I'll keep on mom's side. You wonder where I got my consumer instinct from. It's from my mother. So yeah, Yes. I'll live on for that in in mom's memory of doing that because that was her favorite thing to do.
2: To get a bargain, yeah.
3: To get a bargain, Mm -hmm. to shop, to look at things. She just, she said she wanted to go the other day. So what do you want to get there? She said, I don't want to get anything. I just want to look. I said, okay. (laughs) I love, I love to look. I said, all right, mom. Well, I never got that
2: gene. Well, I did. I love it. I I love it. I could do without shopping forever and I just, I get, I get too frustrated and too overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. So it just drives me nuts. But, um, obviously, you know, people get me gifts and that's a good thing because otherwise I wouldn't be fine. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, really.
3: So how is everyone else doing in the family? Everybody else doing well? Well, like I said, everybody's doing the best they can. My children are extremely upset, you know, Sean, but I come home, Tommy's across the country, so it's, they've Mm -hmm. been, you know, the phone calls and the conversations and the memories and all of that have been um, being bantered about and uh, Mm -hmm. it's all good.
2: That's good. That's the best thing. I love the fact that she's talking about going out and
3: getting things at Boston. I know. I love it. As a matter of fact, oh. Billy, Billy Lavelle, who owns Vine restaurant, who's one of my sister's best friend, he just brought lunch up to us and That's treated nice. all of us to lunch and I'm sitting here talking to you, sipping my grandma Cadden's iced tea um, recipe that Billy uses at his restaurant. And so while we're sipping the yeah, well, she because she used from lemonade years before oh. Arnold Palmer did it, but she used yep. frozen lemonade in her iced tea, um, mm-hmm. and so Billy uses that same recipe, and, and he calls it mm-hmm. Nana Cadden's iced tea. So, all um, oh, right, that's a good memories here. Yeah. Well, how did Billy know about that? Because Barbara called t- to order it, and when Barbara's delivery guy, Tim Cannon, came in, he said, tell Barbara that Billy said it's on him. But how People did Billy just, know that there was a, a Grandma Cadden recipe? Oh, oh well, told I told not know about that. Because he, ever mm-hmm. um, told him. He had oh, a, he okay. bar- did one of their weddings, and he had a drink of it, and he loved it. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, that's good.
3: So, he's said, when I open my restaurant, I'm doing it. So Perfect. It was good. Yeah, and it's delicious. <laughs> That's great. So, um, what other people
2: have we seen or talked to this week? Um, I wanted to say that uh, this, this week I went to Scanlon's Restaurant for lunch Uh-oh, and I haven't been me. there in a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Mrs. Uh, Scanlon wanted to know how you were doing and I told her about your mom and uh, we had a wonderful lunch as we always do there. So uh, a friend of mine, Helen Borosky, with uh, Merrill Lynch, she met me in town and we um, we we had a nice conversation. I and know, Helen. I haven't seen good. her in a while now. Yeah. I love well, Helen. Uh, she uh, Her husband passed away this summer, and she's just really, she is having a very hard time. She really is. I have to say that, but give her all kinds of um, hugs and love, and anyone who knows her, you want to reach out and just give her a hug, do that, please. Yeah. And then I also had this past week, uh, I met my college buddies, the ones that I Go to have go to lunch with once a month, and we came from hither and yon and decided to meet in Allentown. We went to the Bonefish Grill. So, I have to do a shout out to my Joan, my my Cedar Cresties, as we call ourselves, my friend Joan Glover, who's from West Granton, Janice Ackerman, who's from New Jersey, and Julie Rothman, who's from Harrisburg, originally from Philadelphia. So we all had a wonderful time together and laughed and it was good. And then we should talk about Thanksgiving. Um, I was in Philadelphia for the day, uh, overnight, I should say, and we had wonderful food and we had uh, a good representation of the next generation. My niece, Mara, and her main squeeze, Kevin were there, and then my nephew, Tim, who I've told you about, Tim Gilbert, who's a friend of uh, Notariani, is that the guy's name? Brandy. From Scranton? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and he's finishing, well, he's at now in his third year at uh, Temple Law, and he has a new main squeeze, a young lady named Andrea, and he brought her with him to dinner. So there were eight of us, And it was really fun. We had a really great time. We enjoyed each other's company so much. So it was just really nice to be spending some time with people that we love. It means a lot, as you know.
3: That's great. great. How about your Thanksgiving? You had a cast of characters, didn't you? Well, we had a lot of people. I mean, not a lot. There were 11 of us. Um, Mm -hmm. Our good friend, uh, Johnny Lucas. But my mom, of course, you know, she did eat and she sat at the table with us and Um, but you know, it was hard and it was sad and it was, you know, we did a big toast to her. I said, here's to Ann Cadnaren and everybody started clapping and she got a big kick out of that. So, Mm -hmm. but it was nice. But in the morning on Thanksgiving morning, we always, um, Hospice of the Sacred Heart sends Thanksgiving meals to all of the homebound patients. And we meet up at Mansour's who does all of the cooking and then we package it and we all go on our way and take it to the homes of all the patients. And then the leftovers we take to the mission on Olive Street. And then we came back to the unit and put out, um, food for all of the patients, families who were in during the, um, over the holiday. And they were able to have a nice Thanksgiving meal here as well. So that was very fulfilling as it's been for the last several years. It means a lot Mm -hmm. to me. And, um, we, I love to do it. So it makes you feel really good about your Thanksgiving.
2: So Sounds like it was good all the way around. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynch Show.
4: Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden
5: Enterprises, because it is who you know. Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnet, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton via phone number 570-344-9997 or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknett, that's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com.
0: At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile. With Fidelity Anytime Banking.
1: here's laurie and lynn
5: hi everybody
3: i'm laurie cadden you're listening to laurie and lynn show i am the owner of laurie cadden enterprises which is a fundraising pr and special event business
2: And I'm Lynn Evans, and I'm the Managing Director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I had a couple things here that I thought were interesting that I longed to talk about, and I think I may have discussed this article once before, but I love it so much. I have to say a little bit about it and put some editorial comments in there. It's from Real Simple Magazine and it's titled Women and Money, Why You Need to Take Control Now. And the good news is more than a third of American women are now the family breadwinners. And the bad news is we still tend to pass the buck on important money matters, such as investment and retirement. So, here's some of the things that this woman observed who wrote the article. Her name is Geraldine Seeley. So, she talked about the fact that there are, she identified four key factors that uh, seem to underline what is apparently a paradox of women who are so strong and so well Um, ingrained in the work that they do and yet when it comes personal finances they have the so-called head in the sand approach. Now we all know that I wrote a book called Power of the Purse which is designed to try to address exactly the same issue that women can get extremely proficient in their careers and yet this one area for some reason they fall apart. So Thanks to Geraldine. I think we have four points I'd like to discuss. The first one is that we lack confidence. And she says, odd, isn't it, that so many women radiate competence and authority on a daily basis? And she notes, brilliant doctors, strong managers, cool and collected stay-at-home moms. But when it comes to this one particular subject, not so much. Take Amy, a 42 year old senior manager based in New York City. I love this phrase because I wish I could use it more often. She says, Money information just bounces off my brain. It's like I have a force field that won't let it in. (laughs) This is great exactly what some women say. It's a force field that won't let it in. And she's not alone with the exception of women who work, say on Wall Street or in accounting. Even some of the most capable among us can be champion self-doubters when we have to talk about our money. Experts say This is an understandable reaction to the relative inaccessibility of the male-dominated financial world. Take a peek at any mutual fund prospectus, and she goes on and on about the language. 12B1 fees, market capitalization, front load, back load, no load. Some men may savor the jargon and feel a sense of pride when they master it, whereas women tend to see it and shut down. The desire to flee from financial planning means we aren't always as well informed as we should be. Many women think that since they don't know the language, they can't ask questions, or they worry that their questions sound dumb. That's one that I have heard so many times from women who say, yeah, well, I didn't understand that, but I really didn't wanna raise my hand and ask the question because I really feel stupid when it comes to this stuff. Well We have to stop feeling stupid. This is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, women tell me that their financial advisor talked about things they didn't understand or spent the entire appointment speaking to their husband. That is very, very common. That's why I say the other statistic is that in the first year following the death of their husbands, more than 70% of women their financial advisors because the guy that their husband was dealing with never dealt with them seriously and never and talked down to them or ignored them. Wow. So then she said, it also helps to have an advisor you can depend on even if you contact her only once a year. Make sure your money pro speaks clearly without excessive use of jargon or acronyms and that you feel 100% comfortable talking to her. I think I've mentioned this before as an aside, but I have a client we both know who refers to me as her money lady. And (laughs) whenever whenever anybody has any questions, she says, to them, well, you'll have to talk to my money lady. And she gives them, freely gives them them my phone number. I I think that's trust and confidence. Okay. Um, the other thing that w- will give you more confidence in money matters and its knowledge. For starters, review your financial statements on a monthly basis so you know where you stand and then this is the one I like. consider picking up a personal finance book like Power of the Purse <laughs> and visiting a money information website to school yourself. Now, financial barrier number two, we sweat the small stuff. For women, being smart with money traditionally meant knowing how to stretch the family dollar. And you and I have talked about this many times, about how your mom would get the money from your father every week, and it was up to her to deal with the household stuff and who got right. what. All right. For, so for generations, the idea was that men earned money and women decided how to spend it. I don't know that that's exactly how it works, but I, I know you like that <laughs> not bad okay and like you said we are the ones who are the consumers so women still make most of the household purchases and many are master deal finders the overwhelming majority of women 76% regularly clip coupons and 38% buy in bulk sales and coupons provide the instant gratification of savings that's kind of what your mom was talking about Mm-hmm. you know you have the coupons and you the, the best feeling is to get a deal. Yeah. So when they find themselves hitting up the sales racks, women tend to remember that even the best deal they find is worth far less than a smart investment in their retirement fund. That's what they need to remember. They don't always remember that. But barrier number 3 we're waiting for someone else to fix the problem. This is a great analogy. Remember that mad men era wasn't that long ago. Most women were raised to believe that their husbands would handle the finances. Few people now in their forties and older were raised by mothers who were the key financial decision makers. Often neither parent counseled daughters about savings or investments they in their thirties or younger they've grown up with the idea that they would be secondary earners and a man will be responsible for investing in long term savings. Financial barrier number four, we're focused on goals, not numbers. In the financial world a great deal is made of the bold face number on your bank statement. And certainly women want to make money as much as the next guy. But we're after a lot more than just a fat but abstract number in our investment accounts. I don't care how much money I have on paper. I wanna know if I can make the choices that are important to me. Can I afford to buy a new home, send my children to college, travel after retirement? These are the concrete goals that matter the most to us. And that means the financial conversations about saving and investing that we have with our planner or spouse need to be directly connected to the results we wanna see in our lives. That is so true because so many men have this great pride in talking about what kind of returns they got on their investments last year or last month. Women could care less. They want to know if they can achieve the goals that they said they want to achieve. So... Being financially savvy doesn't have to be about making more money just to increase your account balance. Think of money as a tool to help achieve your goals, take care of yourself, and do things for the people you love. It's a means to getting the life you want. Ta-da. Come <laughs> That's good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. Who was that? Again? And I that was a woman who uh, is a, an author... <laughs> writer for Real Simple Magazine. Okay, I love that book. I, I, I do too, and I love her style mm-hmm. of writing. It's very, it, it's not heavy-duty and all kinds of, it's right to the point, and I thought it was right. well well done. So anyway, that's my, my pitch for that one. Mm-hmm. Then, this is another interesting one. Um, uh, it's a silly t- title to me because it doesn't make any sense for what the article's about. It says the one thing married women should do to protect their finances before they retire. And all it talks about here is a woman who was widowed. So maybe I missed something. <laughs> I
3: don't know. It's weird. <laughs> and this, the irony of this is... Well, this maybe because it, wants- it, they give, well, maybe it's telling them what to do before they become... If you're married, before you become a widow, do something. Well, yeah, I think that is the point. But that
2: when I look at it, I, I so was you looking think- for a completely different article, okay. you know, just based on the title. But it, it gets to the point, and I think that is what you said. It's, it's really a way of just being a little bit forewarned and saying, mm-hmm. if, when or if this happens to you, this is what you need to do ahead of it. So, mm-hmm. Kathleen, I think you pronounce your last name real. It's R-E-H-L. When she lost her husband, she remembers beyond the grief how much fear she felt. There was an underlying burden of worrying whether she would survive financially. That was unexpected, considering Real was a financial advisor. She was 60 when her wow. husband died at age 72. The two ran a financial advisory firm together, and she didn't know if it would survive his loss. What's more, the small pension he earned for work as a pastor became smaller upon his death. She said, I started freaking out about my finances. And she then wrote a book called Moving Forward on Your Own, a financial guidebook for widows. She said, me, a reasonably smart gal, and I'm going bonkers over the money. It's with good reason. At 15%. Widows' poverty rate is three times that of married women. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Often the couple dips deeply into their savings to care for the husband who leaves a smaller reserve after his death. And Social Security payments often decline upon the death of the higher earning spouse. This leaves widows the double burden of increased financial responsibilities later in life and fewer resources to ensure their security. The best way to protect against this scenario is to prepare before it becomes a reality. Now, they make a suggestion that you do a dry run. I think this is almost morbid. But anyway, right. um, when planning for retirement as a couple, you should also rehearse what happens when one of you passes away. This woman, Susan Bradley, who I know of, is a, she's developed the Sudden Money Institute. She works primarily with people who have major gains in life, like lottery winners or people who sell a business for gazillions of dollars. That's her thing. It's her Sudden Money Institute. But she also helps with transitional moments in life. So she suggests running a fire drill once a year, starting before retirement, where a couple outlines the exact steps to take after each one of them dies. Well, this is just weird to me, but all right. Anyway, this provides an opportunity to analyze how much money will be available once the other is no longer around. And during these run-throughs, you can determine the amount of cash that will be on hand, how long it will last, and provide specific next steps to pay bills with create without creating a backlog of penalties or interest payments. And it, it does this. It, it provides a checklist for you to turn to while you're in mourning and perhaps not thinking clearly. Mm -hmm. They talk about life insurance making up the difference and that that's important, and it is. Um, If that is something that's viable, that you can do that. But I don't know about this part about running fire drills. I think that's really scary. I remember one time sitting with a client and his wife, and we started talking about estate planning, and she literally got up and left the room and took their car and drove home and left him stranded. Yeah. And I said, "Where, where, where did she go?" He said, "She cannot even handle a conversation about life without me in it." Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, wow. I wish I knew that cause wow. I wouldn't have gone there." He said, "It's all right. We'll get, we'll get through it." Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the point is, it's, it's sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But we yeah, are going perfect. to take a quick. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our um, guest expert, uh, Leah Ginnikopoulos from ERA One Real Estate. And, Laurie, my best to your mom and your family. I know you have to leave us. So,
6: Talk, or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy, your ignorance of it is.
3: Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570 570- Three four four seven one seven one.
1: It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
2: Hi, this is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance. LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and with me today is our guest expert, Leah Genacopoulos, who is a realtor and a business development um, officer for ERA One Real Estate. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of real estate. Laurie is not with us today. She's had to leave for a little bit, but we'll just try to work with her, without her. Leah, congr- congratulations. Leah, welcome. Thank you. Oh, hi. How are you guys? I'm doing fine. Um, Let's talk about what's been going on in uh, the world of Northeastern Pennsylvania real estate. You and I were talking about a couple things before we started this recording. One of the things that I was interested in is it's very seasonal for us to talk about this. We know that people love to decorate their homes. Now, if I have a home for sale... What are the things that I don't want to have all over
7: the place for so-called holiday decorations? Well, let me start with, we don't need all four seasons on your refrigerator. Now, seriously, Honestly, you want to keep in touch with what's going on right now. You know, for in fall, have the fall leaves out. If it's coming upon the holiday season, you know, have the the winter stuff out, like, you know, a snowman or whatever holiday you celebrate. And I don't need to see the beach ball along with the American flag, your (laughs) pile of leaves, plus your snowman. Honestly, that's a lot of clutter going on. We also don't need to see your mail from 2013 on your kitchen counter piled up. We could do without that. But all kidding aside... The best way to see a house is to, you know, and we we said, you know, it's not really about the family portraits and it's not about if you have personal items up. It's about the open space. Are you keeping it clean? Are you keeping it neat? Are you keeping it organized? Like if you have a linen closet and it allows for you to put in one of those organizational racks, that you can pick up at like a Walmart or Target, Bed Bath & Beyond, put that in there so you could see the organization, you know, put up shelving in your pantry you know, get an organization system in place so people could see that space that is being offered. And, you know, like I said again, it's really not about the family portrait on the wall. And you and I touched a little bit about this. If you're walking into a house and the first thing your eye is dragging you to is that portrait of the family that's selling the house and that's what's gonna say you don't want the house, then that's really not the house for you and that's not the reason you're not buying that house. But, you know, with it being the holiday season now, and we know people like to decorate, I still do go with the the saying, less is more, you know, we don't mm-hmm. need too much, but just enough, you know, and, and again, I've always said this, you still need to live in your house and, it, you know, especially couples that are selling with young children, you can't stop the holidays from coming. So, you know, we want, we still want the, everyone to be able to celebrate, but instead of maybe seven Santas, let's do two. You know, we don't need every Griswold decoration outside the house. Let's just stick to three. So, yeah. I do always recommend to, you know, more so stick with the clear lights than the multicolor lights because that sometimes does take away from the outside of the house and what you're, you're visioning, you know, because all you're seeing is it's, that's a little too busy for what some of the people want to see.
2: Well, I can understand that you might have some issues with um, not decorating fully like you normally would if you have young children in the house. But apart from that, if you are selling your home during holiday seasons, what do you do about the religious um, artifacts and things like that? Do you tone them down or do you just say, this is the house that I live in? In other words, let's say you have Hanukkah candles and you also have a Christmas tree. Um, Are you doing that because that is what your family normally does, or would it be a good idea just to not have any of the religious aspects of the holiday expressed in your house or outside?
7: No, I don't see anything like that being an issue. That is isn't. a big deal at all. I mean, Hey, you, you celebrate, you got to do what you got to do. Live your life. I always tell that to you, you know, and as much as sometimes, but if, if there's, you have seven menorahs, let's just have two, you know, like just mm-hmm. want to declutterize, you know, cause some people do like to decorate room to room to room to room. And I get that, but sometimes it's too much. And you're taking away from the visual of what these people want to see when they walk into a house, because obviously nine out of 12 months and even probably less because, you know, I've kind of thrown in Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas into those three months. You're living in a house that's just, you know, just normally functioning without all of the decorations. And there's always going to be a piece that you may want to add or take away, but that's the one thing I do want to touch on actually with ERA. We have professional stagers and our company has great relationships with several interior decorators, which is a really nice feature that we offer plus like I said we do have two in-house stagers as well that are professional and are able to go with us to our listings and you know offer that that information without us charging our client which I think is really unique that ERA is able to offer that because you know, you're going, they're coming with the realtor. So I'm putting in my two cents, they're putting in their two cents. So it's kind of just like, they don't just have to listen to their realtor. They're actually getting a professional opinion as well. So I think that's something that's a great feature that we always bring with us to all our listings as well. I think that's huge.
2: I mean, the fact that you have someone who will stage the house and not have to pay thousands of dollars, that is really a gift. Uh, And I'm sure it shows up in the sale price of the house. So it's great everybody wins. It is. We like to say that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. We talked about something earlier, you and I did, we were just ruminating, I guess is the word, (laughs) about the kinds of things that we want to talk about today. And one of the things that I was reminded of is a comment that was made by one of your... uh, colleagues, I guess it was, who was a guest on our show a couple of years ago about the picture that's in the newspaper or the listing that's in the newspaper of a house that's for sale. And the the reminder was you never show a picture of a house in the snow. Now, how do you do that if you're trying to sell a house in January or in our case, November, but in (laughs) in January or February, how do you do that so that it doesn't look like it's, um, an issue? I mean, it does snow here and and that's part of what it is. I understand that it, it probably limits your ability to see the landscaping of the house and things like that. But is there really any way around that if you're, if the listing is in the fall or the winter
7: time? Well, first, I'm going to say if you're moving at Northeastern Pennsylvania for the beach, you're coming here for the wrong reason. I mean, you're not getting that. The same white stuff we're talking about isn't the sand. We're getting snow here. So (laughs) I hope they're not coming here for, you know, the beautiful beaches we offer. But, you know, (laughs) I honestly have seen some beautiful pictures taken around Christmas time with the snow in front of the house. And again, yeah. that's another thing. That's a that's a time frame thing as well. Like again, like you said, November this year, we were so lucky, to have so much mm-hmm. snow. But um, mm-hmm. you know, realistically, we're looking at what December, January, February, March. Well, sometimes April too. So I guess we, yeah. I don't know. We can go from two months to seven months of snow around here. So is there really any way to limit that? No, because. We can't Mm -hmm. control Mother Nature. I wish we could. But like I said, I've seen some really nice pictures of outsides of the houses with snow. You know, um, I've actually had this, for instance, where we got a listing last year. Beautiful home up in Waverly. We were listing it in February. Well, I'm sure everyone remembers 2018. Well, it's still 2018 and it's done nothing but snow. So Mm -hmm. we had so much snow in February. There was really no right time to get a picture, but what was really nice is once we had a really nice sunny day and all the snow melted, what we did as well, we had, we sent our photographer up in April and got a really nice picture of the first, you know, day without snow necessarily, I guess to say would be the best way to put it. But we also had that homeowner actually had a picture of the front of their house and we were able to use that picture as well and throw it in with our picture so you could see it with or without the snow. But I mean... That's nice. That's nice.
3: nice. That's (laughs) nice.
7: I guess the first snowfall is always pretty. So I guess as long as you're getting that picture when it's like white and fluffy and it's not, you know, black and just thrown all over the place. But really there's no way to yeah. control that. And again, that's something you gotta look past because you know if you're moving here, you're you're getting the snow with you. You're not moving here without exactly. snow. So if you don't and, like the snow.
2: And also let's look at the fact that even with the snow, um, that's the only way you're gonna get a picture taken of the house. And as we said earlier, um, inventory is low around here. So you have buyers, but you don't have anybody to sell their houses. So how do we resolve that? How do people get in touch with you if that's what they need to do?
7: Well, The good thing is you can call me at 570-947-9250, and we really do need inventory. We are so low, which is a good good problem to have, but we have buyers that they don't have houses to buy. So we would really love for you to contact us, and you can contact us also at our 570-587-9999 line, which is our home office line. And also our website, which is www.era1.com or any form of social media. We're all over right down to our YouTube yeah. channel.
2: And also um, you are in, I want don't remember the numbers,
7: um, is it 10 counties and there's almost 100 agents? Right. So ERA, One Source reality, which the good thing is too about us, we cover 10 plus counties. So we also have eight offices, which cover all of those territories. And we have close to a hundred agents, which is really great. So when you're advertising with us, you're not just advertising in Lackawanna County, you're advertising in um, Luzerne County, Monroe, that Stroudsburg area, Pike Wayne. We really are boosting your ad all over. And, you know, the other great part about our marketing is we have digital billboards all over. So we're always marketing. We're always advertising. There's always email being sent. So that's the one thing I do have to say. We are always keeping everyone on their toes of what's going on in the world of ERA. Leah, thanks. Um, we're going to have to say goodbye
2: here. Uh, but I really appreciate your being here with us today and thank you so much. And everybody listening, thanks for listening and be safe. And as Laurie would say, Be nice. Goodbye. (laughs)